Hello, rogues and roguettes, and welcome to Jesus Christ Chicago. Rusted clouds on a cold winter's night. So, you guys have answered a notice to apply for a position essentially as uh, mercenaries or adventurers for this agency. Uh, it was uh, asking for junior detectives, a term that you weren't too familiar with, but nonetheless, uh, the enticement of possible gold and notoriety uh, or general intrigue has drawn you to this establishment. A strange building uh, with wonderful glass window dressing and gold lettering uh, on the windows spelling out the name of the agency in common. You enter through the front door and are greeted by an imp who begins speaking to you. <clears throat> Hello, one and all. I am Gizmo. Head administrator, or secretary, as some would call it, to this field office. I understand you are here to apply for junior detective positions. This is the senior detective, Horace Delaney, who I believe <clears throat> has an introduction prepared for you, after which we will uh, hear introductions from you and decide if you are acceptable candidates to join this fine establishment. Horace? Hello, gentlemen. Oh, man, that's not even close to it. Hello, gentlemen. Today we're going to see if you guys have the grit and the persuasion to get through the basics of being a, in a, in a, what is it, a junior detective. <laughs> I am bombing it at roleplay today, guys. We are going to do a series of we're just going to do a series of interviews and tasks to ascertain your skills, and then we're going to do we're going to see if we're, we're going to have up, you are all up to stuff. Can I get introductions from around the room? Is that, is that bad? Excuse me, excuse me, Horace. Why, why don't you begin by introducing your, yourself and revealing some of the mystery behind your origins? <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Horace Delaney. I am from a town called Chicago. It is a, in a different world, and I'm he and I'm here to try and discover the mysteries of what got me here. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I I sent you a whole thing to read. You want me to read that now? Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear. It's the exposition <laughs> for the entire campaign. This started off great. I love it. Or okay, so can I just start it out? September yep. 8th, 1932, 9am. The rain pattered upon my trench coat as I rounded the corner of the abandoned warehouse. It's not like Bigsby to take the stake out solo, let alone to miss his morning check in the office. Something was wrong. Very wrong. I could feel it in his bones. I checked the lot number. It's <laughs> one You know what? I, was gonna, I wasn't going to say... I wasn't going to say anything. I checked the lot number in front of the building to the address Bigsby left. <laughs> the case file. 
This was the place. Picking open the door as I drew a 36 snub, I crept in. The ceiling was leaking. The floor was a mess of papers. The furniture was slowly rotting away. Man, this place had been abandoned after the war. Lowering my gun, I walked through the do double door and onto the warehouse floor. The floor, the smell smacked me awake. It was familiar, sweet. Flashes of the war passed through my mind. It smelled like the trenches, like death. Then I saw it. Bodies. Ten, at least lying on the floor. The burgundy pools beneath them still wet. Frantically, I began turning them over. He had to be there. He had to be alive. God damn it. Bigsby was too smart to go out like this. Then I found him. Lying behind a crater, what was left for it. He was clutching a book, embossed with strange symbols, his eyes still open, his lip ha hand holding his cold. I shut Bigsby's eyes and snatched the tags from round his neck. Bastard still wore them. Even then, I ran my hand over the poc pockets of Bigsby's coat, revealing a hip flask and cigarette case from inside the breast pocket. I shoved Bigsby's eyes and snatched the tags around, the, around his neck. Wait, I also found. Sorry. You just this one. This one just goes out of nowhere. I also found a letter addressed to me. I knew I couldn't explain this way to the cops. Not this case. There's nothing more to do. I put Bigsby's things in my pocket and headed to the office. I poured myself a scotch and eat, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I cried. Bigsby was a friend. Hell, more of a friend. He was my brother. Two years spent in the lurch. Made it home, made a business, and he gets iced by some low lives in a dingy warehouse. It was days before I could bring my, himself to open that damn letter. I still got it right here. <laughs> the lady, if you're reading this, you know what happened. I know you're mad, but I had to do it. It's so much more than we thought. Not just a bunch of satanic loonies. It was real. I saw it. That thing. Red Desk, it called itself. They were doing some sort of ritual, some, some elder god or some shit. I took down every last one of those cocksuckers. Red Death fled through some portal, that bastard. I know I ain't got much time. They got me. Fuck. <laughs> they got me good. Fuck, words. To think we made it out of the song just for me to go like this. Take this book. They were using it. You gotta figure it out. You gotta hunt that fucker to the ends of the earth for me. I studied the book for months. Some part in a language that seemed familiar. It was like some other version of English. The rest was all sigils and markings I could barely make heads or tails of. I had figured out a section, it seemed like some way to travel. Some way maybe to get that song bitch that got Bixby. I read the incantation aloud. Before I got halfway through, the book floated up out of, his, out of my hands. Thick purple mist billowing from the pages, swirling around the room. It seemed to be wrapping itself around me, hell, around the whole building. Suddenly I felt a great lurching sound in the cracking wood, the cement, the silence. The room went black. I fell weightless, a faint light growing. Time seemed to stretch out forever, then thud. I was knocked to the ground. Daylight once again poured through the window to the office. I opened a window to the field of grass blowing in the wind, trees in the distance. It was warm, too green to be fall. And it damn sure wasn't Chicago. Thank you, Horace. Now we will begin with introductions uh, from uh, the candidates. Hold on. 
Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Stormfront here. Uh, what the fuck is all of that bullshit you just said? <laughs> it's an origin story. You ever, fucking, you ever fucking heard of it? Yeah, but like half the words you used were not anything I've ever heard. Look, your name's Stormfront. That's literally like a fucking noun. Fuck off. Next question. <laughs> Look, I didn't pick his name, jackass. <laughs> you can always change. Can't you change a name? Look, we're getting in the when weeds people here. People call you a thing. <laughs> Is that not your name, sir? Listen, Miss Callow, we're getting in the way. Let, let's all settle down here. <laughs> Stormfront, was it? Why, why don't you begin? Uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, my name's Stormfront. Uh, not by choice. Uh, I came here from the docks. And, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Most excellent, short, concise, to the point. Uh, moving on. Um, you, sir. Wizard. I am Sir Vigil of the Circle. I am a professional arcanist. Use spells for hire. Do whatever else comes up. Yes, I didn't realize there were two wizards in the bunch. Uh, the other wizard. Oh, uh, my name is Tevin the Torn. I hate all of you. Wait, are you, are you, are you a drow? Can we establish that right now? Are you a drow? Alright, so I immediately tell you that I hate you too. Fuck you. Fuck your entire race. <laughs> the fuck you say? The fuck you say, sir? I've lived my entire life in the lower and outer rim of Baldur's Gate. I'm pretty arrogant and I hate you still. <laughs> and I don't like rich people. <laughs> Such chemistry, moxie, disdain. <laughs> Moving on, uh, I believe there's one left. Yeah, me. Name's Arpeggius. I'm a tiefling, half devil, you know. Gross. Fuck <laughs> <Both> you too. <laughs> uh, saw the ad, having second thoughts, having met the current company. <laughs> I'm just really acting like a normal human would. Maybe we should, you know, maybe maybe we should all calm down and play a little baseball or something. What the? Wait, there you go with the words that make no sense. What are you saying? What? Blah blah blah. Colt sixty-six. This. I'm with all that. Cigarettes. I have no fucking idea what that is. I'm with Tevin. Fuck all of you. Uh, as you're talking back and forth. Interrupted by a knock at the door. I'll get it, says Gizmo. He opens the door, and standing outside is a bald man with tan skin and brown eyes. He says, Hello, friends. Why, hello? Friends, rather. You look like you are no strangers to the perils of this world. I'll wager you know how to use those weapons and are 
familiar with the chaos of combat. And that's just the sort of thing I am looking for. And I am paying coin. Gizmo says, ah, yes, gentlemen, this is our commission. Uh, Horace spoke of a trial, and this job should prove to be just the thing. Court here needs uh, a guard accompaniment, as he is taking a quicker but less savory route with his goods to what to um, excuse me Neverwinter. Uh, he will be uh, here with his merchant cart in the morning, ready to embark. If anyone is not up to this, uh, please say so now. Anyone's anyone's junior okay. detectives? Anyone want out? I can I can handle a escort mission in my sleep, bro. Come on. As long as you pay well enough. First of all, we're not friends. Give me your money. <laughs> well, looks like we're all here. Uh, yes. As really looking with, to make friends there. As concerned with coin as I am, uh, I can appreciate that in a man. I will, of course, be paying sixty gold pieces uh, for each of you. Half now, a half at my safe entry into the gates of water. What about expenses? Are you willing to pay those? I will cover all basic expenses, lodging when possible, and base meals at said lodging. Anything beyond that, or to suit your fancy, you will, of course, have to purchase it yourself. That's the only reasonable thing I've heard today. Ah, uh, come on. Why not three-fourths now? <laughs> I mean, you've heard yourself speak, so... <laughs> this is a not a poor discussion, I'm afraid, gentlemen. Just the way business is done. I mean, cool with me. I never get paid up front. It's all so after the fact. All right, I, th I guess I'll see. Uh, I guess I'll see all you lovebirds here tomorrow morning. Uh, what are the things you're saying? <laughs> fuck me. I mean, I do love birds. But... Fuck, fuck, fuck me. Never mind. This is a strange man. <laughs> it's gonna go fucking worse. This is worse than World War One. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> this is World War you speak of. Oh well. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I've seen many wars. The <laughs> uh, cord turns to you and says, Excellent. And I will bid you goodbye for the night and uh, see you uh, an hour after dawn to depart. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Tomorrow. You won't be disappointed. So you all uh, go back to your respective dwellings, or Indian <laughs> and Secumber. You are. I think that uh, guy's going to be very disappointed. <laughs> and you wake in the morning and meet back at the agency. And uh, after several minutes, a horse-drawn cart pulls up with cord at the reins, the back filled with goods. Hey, what? What's you all? Good hey, morning. Hey, morning, Cord. What you got back there? Oh, general goods, textiles, tobacco, 
with ski. Ooh. Odds and ends. Mm. I pick Got up any Brack travels. Excellent, excellent. Um, any breakfast, bro? I have some hard bread and uh, spiced mulled wine. Excellent. <laughs> no, no harmony at all. I think we should. I think we should all. I'll have some of that wine. I think we should have make a toast. I know we didn't. Exist. I know we didn't get off on the good start yesterday, but guys, I think I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. As if long you, as you don't man, sure a lot of. <laughs> I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, counting on that they don't know what that is. All right. Go. And uh, Court goes on to explain a little bit about our <laughs> route. We will depart. Seconder, uh off the small trade road that connects uh, to Lullivan, and then we will be uh, heading westerly up into Wamford, where we will stay at Bargeright, of course, and then we will finish our journey up the long road, taking a left at Tirabor, joining the high road, and then it's home free to the gates of Neverwinter. I think I've been to a Wamford before. Sounds easy. And it's never good. <laughs> now, I'm sure you're asking yourself, why not just take the gray road down to the coast and take the high road back up? Well, besides the fact that it'll take three extra days of travel, it is my professional duty to arrive not on time, but early, not only to satisfy my customers, but to beat out the competition. That's capitalism, baby. What are you saying? <laughs> the capital of, of, of what, my good man? <laughs> Don't eat <you> know. <laughs> it. Capitalism. You know, you know when, when people give you... when people Why, why would I understand? Is, is you know the, the Pearl Island? The, the system of people giving you money? What do you people call it? Commerce, of course. Mercantile. Commerce and trade, yes. The artistry of mercantile. A man for the uh, land of folly. Where I'm from, that's called capitalism. Literally, same thing. Where are you from again? Chicago? Yes! <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I hate you. I think it was Chicago. Chicago, I heard. Now, gentlemen... I, of course, do not travel with uh, uh, reserve mounts, and unfortunately, the weight of the cart and the age of my horse will only allow for me to ride, and uh, you will have to walk in a perimeter around me. I got right. I got point. Okay, sure. I'm sure. This I'll guy's got the point. Back. Okay. Really looking to see how much money I have. You want some of this? <laughs> Wait, uh, what's your what's your race, uh, Ben? You're a half elf, right? Yeah. All right, I look at you. I'm like, yo, half elf. Take the right side. Watch my back. I think these jackasses try to murder me. That's a little presumptuous. I'm not. I 
uh, Virgil nods and to Stormfront. Virgil knows how it is. Drew <laughs> <laughs> or fucking. Yeah. Bitch ass motherfuckers. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I'm taken. What? How? <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> I hate everyone in here. <laughs> None taken. None taken. <laughs> we are in this venture together. Let us be professionals in our respective fields. Don't tell me what to do. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are... Talk to me as if we're familiar. Continue to breathe, Dro. You, you hear a voice, a voice in your head go, "Fuck you." <laughs> you are finished. No one else. We, we can it. embark. <laughs> I, so I quiet. I quiet. Time along the way for you to resume your Stop discussion. Bickering. I, I, I quietly walk to the front. All right. So you guys begin uh, heading out. Uh, and it's about a five hours ride uh, to Lullivan, uh where you'll tee off onto another trade road uh, that you'll travel on for two to three days before you arrive at passing through Womford and settling at the barge ride in. Ooh, yeah. You guys are riding through and Horrid asks, Horace, how did you come by that strange building? I've never heard the name of a adventurer's guild or a mercenary operation called a agency. This is a this is a building from my home hometown of Chicago. I was read I read I read a book and a portal teleported me here along with the building and everything in it. Ah, dangerous business that reading. <laughs> Try to do as little of it as possible. Is that, uh, Where is this Chicago? Is it near Ism? Uh, or is, is Ism the capital of Chicago? Is that what you were getting at before? It's on, it's on a different plane of existence. Do you know anything about string theory? Uh, what? You use it to tie things together? Oh, hold on. If, if I may interrupt this <laughs> frankly fascinating conversation. Do you still have this book, sir? Or of course. I do, I do still have the book, correct? I mean, you have a character. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, at least three competent magic users here. Should probably take a look at that sometime. Okay, uh, I will do. I'm going to give it to anybody who's not you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> What's it written? <laughs> I would be the worst person to give it to to begin with. I am a druid. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Looks like we have look, we've got we're getting to a plan here. This is the first one. Our, guys, we we create our first plan. Go team. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a mage. I do I know this stuff well. I have years of study on the planes. What's beyond? I'll be happy to offer my assistance when we have a chance. Excellent. Well, let's, now let's take our thumb. Let's take our thumbs out of our asses and get to it, boys. So yeah. You guys continue to travel, 
And before you know it, you pass through Lillivan, and you're well on your way towards Wamford, the evening sun beginning to dip down into the horizon. Of course, there's ah, just off the road to the right up here, there's a well-used, well-traveled campsite. It would be a good place to take rest for the night and set up camp. And uh, he pulls the cart into this campsite, and uh, you all begin setting up the camp. Before you know it, uh, the bedrolls are laid down. A small tent for cord that he took from his cart is set up. He has lit a fire and is preparing uh, sausages and roast potatoes as a dinner for you all. Amazing! Oh, yes. I love meat! As we eat, uh, obviously, as I commissioned this job and, uh, and financing it, I will not be taking a watch this night, but there's plenty of you to set up a watch schedule. <laughs> well, I'll take first given that I can see the one. dark, so th there'll be only, there's only generally two watches in a long rest. Um. Sweet. <laughs> it's good to be the boss. I, have, <laughs> I can see in the dark up to 60 feet, so. The dark, I can see in the dark as well. Oh, no, you're a drow. You have superior dark vision. You can see in the dark 120 feet. Oh, shit. Yeah, I added that as a spell. Well, what do you say, Tevin? I got it. I'll take second. You take first. Tight. Okay. I will take a moment. And, uh, Virgil takes a moment and starts doing something weird and crafty with his hands. Oh, can I, is, can, do I have the in, book up? In plain, in plain view of everyone? You do not. Is that the view of the watches? Damn it, oh, man. <laughs> at least go in a tent. And starts, and, and visibly starts trying to cast something. Yeah, I, Virgil cast Alarm. Okay. As a ritual. Hmm. Whoa. Cool. <laughs> this, is, this is just a bit of warning to alert to aid our to aid our security. It is quite harmless. Uh, wouldn't you want to like make an alarm that like attacks things that come in? It's not That's a what war. I. It's an alarm. That's the whole <laughs> point. If he wanted to make a ward, he would have made a ward. What's a ward? An alarm that attacks things when people <laughs> come in. He literally just said, <laughs> "Man, what is wrong with this guy?" I don't understand it at all. Have you heard of magic before, sir? I don't believe in it. What do uh, you mean you don't believe? Oh, believe. That's like not believing in air. <laughs> <laughs> For all I know, I'm just on some real bad hallucination that began after my mind broke after my great partner Bixby died. Oh, Bixby, you were better than all of us. Especially that fucking Tevin guy. So as the uh, moon rises high into the sky, uh, feeling the comfort and the relief of being able to rest your legs, the warmth of the fire. Cord says he's going off to bed uh, to 
get rest, for there's long travel ahead still, and suggests you all do the same. All right, well, we got watch right. nailed down. So I'm on first watch. Finger guns, and I'm going to pass out. The rest <laughs> of the party sleeping soundly. First watch passes uneventful. Go to wake the second watchman. He rises groggily and begins his watch as you drift into a peaceful sleep. The rest of the night passes. You all wake. Alarm not triggered. Nothing out of the ordinary. Cord is already awake and preparing a quick breakfast. Oh, what you got there, Cord? Several, several sparrows' eggs and uh, some more hard bread. Uh, yes. Hard tack. Eggs are hardly meat. Breakfast of the gods. Hardly meat. I'll take some of that wine. She says, "I'd rather starve." So, like, do you only do you only eat meat? Is that your thing? Mostly. Do you like drink water? He probably eats, like, <laughs> mushrooms and shit, too. Cord says, uh... uh miscellaneous beer, barley wine. Cord meat. says, uh... I'm not sure, uh... what, uh, the rest of your tastes are, but I do like to begin on these cold, crisp mornings with a little heat in my belly. I do have some brandy here, if anyone would like a glass. Cheers, good I'll sir. Brandy. Excellent. Sure. And, uh, he pulls a set of, of wooden cups from his pack and, and pours a small glass, a finger of brandy for everyone. One. <laughs> Can I give him like a little, like a, like a, like a eyebrow up sort of thing when he does it and just be like, oh, a little. <laughs> Hold his hand over one of the cups for a second longer. So after camp is broken, you get on your way and uh, around Nice to see you. You come across an overturned cart uh, that is blocking the road. This uh, is the oldest trick in the book. Oh, so they have fucking traps where you guys are from? Uh, alert, you look around and see no sign of the cart's owner. Uh, and Gord says, well, someone is going to have to move it for my cart to get through. Stand back, guys, I got it. Can I, like, walk up and do an investigation I'm check? I'm gonna take a look around. Uh, yeah, you could do investigation on the cart. Somebody can roll perception on the area. Okay. Uh, I wanna... I want to investigate the cart. I've what got you... perception. <laughs> Look out for the boss. What's everyone's passive perception? Quick. 15. 18. 13. Nope. 16. 11. Okay. So, uh, other than the upturned cart and through your experiences, what that could usually mean in your mind. You notice nothing out of the ordinary. Graham, uh, give me an investigation check. Whoever 
was going to do perception, uh, give me a perception check. And you just click on that on your uh, D&D Beyond page, and it'll roll for you. Or you can roll uh, dice if you have them. Where's the investigation? Like, um, Is it in senses? In skills. Oh, I see it. Okay, so yeah. roll it. I roll a eight. Oh. <laughs> the worst detect. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. It seems like uh, a cart. It has a broken wheel. It's been upturned. It seems like it has been abandoned. Well, I'm gonna go fucking push this cart out of the way. Do, do, do. Alright, give me a uh, athletics check. Twenty-two. You are the tank. Ah. And uh, Horace moves up to the cart, grabbing the cart handles uh, with both hands and with a grunt and an exclamation, he lifts the cart, tilts it onto its one good wheel, and starts shoving it off the road into the brush. <laughs> Someone's got to do the hard work. As the cart is being pushed into the brush, you notice from both sides of the road, quickly you hear it whistling through the air. A volley of arrows. Damn it. Okay, let's go ACs one more time. Guthrie was 14. Yep. The other Stormfront was 14. Uh, Virgil? 13. 13. Tevin, I'm assuming yours is still 13 as well. 13. Yep. Ar Arpeggios? 15. 15. And Graham, yours should be 17. Uh, it says 16. Uh, Stormfront, Tevin, and Horus. You were struck by arrows. <laughs> I did. Uh, the other arrows fired, uh, narrowly missing Virgil and Arpeggius. Uh, Stormfront, you take six points of piercing damage. Tevin, you take three points of piercing damage. Horus, you take three points of piercing damage as well. So it's just straight damage, like piercing doesn't make it special. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you notice your amp, the arrows came from the bushes on the side of the road. How? Although your assailants attempted to hide again, they were unsuccessful. And you can see hiding cleverly in the bushes. Six goblins <laughs> who have assaulted your party. Fantastic. Oh, everyone roll initiative, please. Roll oh, initiative. Where's the initiative? Oh, uh, initiative button right in the middle. Four for Virgil. Well, I got a strong start. I got oh, this is a rough one. Next. I got 12. Okay, Virgil, 23. Four. Or is oh. it 12? What? Oh, 
You plus three initiative? My God. Okay, so turn I order plus is... eight initiative, baby. What am I doing? <laughs> so turn order is as follows. Stormfront. Tevin. Goblins. And uh, I'm. Uh, when it's the goblins' turn, that's going to be uh, one group of three and then the other group of three. So goblin group one, this side here. Mm-hmm. After that, it is Horus's turn. And then it is goblin group two. And then Arpeggius and Virgil bring up the rear. My god. So, now aware of the goblins in the bushes, they have started to step out of the bushes. They realize that their attempt to hide have, has failed. Stormfront, it is your turn to act. Uh, is there a goblin right next to me? Is that yes, what I'm there seeing? is a goblin in a bush right next to you along the road. Is the battle music? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Feather it, brother. I think I'm just gonna stab this guy next to me. <laughs> With my scimitar. Okay. Uh, roll the hit. That is an 11. Uh, 11 does not hit. All right. So, uh, Tevin, it is your turn to act. I don't even know what I should do. Uh, you can uh, what are, what take... Are my options? Uh, so in combat, there's smirk. several options. The most basic is movement and attack. Um, okay. You can move before you can move any amount of your movement speed before, and the remainder after you take an action. Uh, all your cantrips are and spells are ranged pretty much. So you have this is the merchant cart. So you don't have line of sight on this guy, but pretty much every other goblin you have line of sight on. Uh, can I use Thunderclap? Uh, yeah. It should tell you what the spell does in your action list. Can you click on it? Oh, action. Yeah, right now, like, oh, um, so attack. It's not showing me the spells. It says longsword and unarmed strike for attacks, but I can't see the spells. So. Uh, it should be... Uh, a tab under spells. Okay, yeah, so I have see spells, the spells here. tab next to it. So I have spells, and then I have all my spells here, but I don't have like. How do I roll that? So you go to spells. Yeah. And then, uh, you go to what you want to use. Yeah, thunderclap. 
and then you click on it, it should come up what you want to do, and then, uh, yeah, and now it's, it's, it has Thunderclap here and like a new, another little like um, box on the right. Yeah, uh, it's just telling me the description. Do I like click on it? Uh, so, so yeah. So you don't make an attack roll with Thunderclap because uh, each creature that you uh, in range must make yeah. a, a con save, uh, okay. and that's that's against your spell save DC. Okay. Uh, so if you look at the top of the spells list, it says save DC is thirteen. So the goblins have mm. to beat a thirteen. Otherwise, okay. they will take uh, damage, and the right. damage die is one d six, um, and you can click where it, the damage box uh, under effect, and it will roll it for you. So, uh, so up to a hundred feet away. So, I'm gonna need a con save uh, from besides the goblins. I'm gonna need a con save from Stormfront and Horus. Because this is an AOE attack that targets anything. Okay, so just roll uh, in range. Just roll the constitution. Hit the constitution button. Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, twelve. So. Jesus, ten. <laughs> All right, so Horace, you failed. Did you thunderclap uh, their cheek? The goblins on the right failed. The goblins on the left passed. Stormfront, you also passed. So roll. Uh, 1d6. 1. Not you. Oh. 7. Um. Or, or just click on where it says effect, where it says 1d6. Just click on that, and it should run. We're just throwing this. I don't know. I don't know where effect is. On the spell list, it says oh, okay. thunderclap, and it says one d six. Click on that box. Oh, there we go. Six. Okay. Um, I rolled a six. Okay, so everyone, uh, or so the goblins, and then Graham, uh, everyone takes six. We had half and half for a stream. I just got hit. Did I just get hit by Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, that's how that. AOEs work. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he really doesn't like you. <laughs> I mean, I don't. The fuck? <laughs> I'd say sorry, but that means that, like, I didn't mean to do it. So you just shoot people in the back? <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of a wizard staple, is uh, for going to safety of the party to decimate enemies. Shoot me in the back. Get out of the way, man, from Chicago. I was moving a cart! <laughs> All right, and are you going to use any of your movement, or are you just going to chill where you're at? Um, yes, so I'd like to move. So do I just click on uh, walking? Uh, you just... No, we'll just do that on the board. So you have... So you can move six squares laterally mm -hmm. in any direction. You cannot move diagonally. Um, and I'm, I'm yellow, of course. Okay, uh, I'd like to move six squares forward. Okay. Mike. 
All right. Uh, moving on, Goblin Group 1, which is this side here. Uh, the Goblin uh, closest to the merchant cart and the rest of the party is going to move in front of Stormfront. This Goblin is going to move in front of Horus. The Middle Goblin is going to stay next to Tevin, and they will all make scimitar attacks. So, uh, the one attacking Horus... That's a five, so that misses. Woo! The one attacking uh, Tevin rolled a seven, which also misses. The one attacking Stormfront rolled a 16. That's a hit. Fuck me, Ice, I guess. Uh, so you are going to take three points of slashing damage. Ooh. Oh my god. Damn. If only I didn't. <laughs> it looks like Brandon's the heaviest hitter on their team. <laughs> now it is Horace's turn. Okay. I'm gonna... As my free action, can I summon uh, Echo behind, right behind him? Right behind the guy uh, in front of you? Behind the guy in front of you? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do that and then punch him in the and face. That, that grants you advantage on your attack. So roll the hit for an uh, unarmed strike. That's of three different unarmed strikes. What is it? It just it just did damage. Sorry, I need to do hit. Oh uh, yeah, the Wonder Woman movie's out. That's gonna be ass. Motherfucker, fourteen. Yeah, it's gonna be trash. Hey, uh, you have advantage, so roll it twice and take the higher number. I swear to God, I'll be. To shoot me in the back. 21. Yes. Okay. Uh, that hits. So now we'll roll damage. 12. So you see Horus summon a mirror image of himself behind the goblin. The goblin whips around uh, to see who's ambushing him from behind, and in that moment you see Horus jump up to gain even more of a height advantage on this short goblin and he falls into him with his elbow driving through the goblin's skull as it lurks around the road. He's dead. <laughs> That's you next time, Tevin. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, you racist tree person. Yeah, that's why you're all your you and all your bitch kind live underground. You look like somebody who should be robbed. And they are gonna open another rob volley of arrows. Uh, except for the goblin in the rear who is going to move over and take a wild slash at Virgil with his scimitar. Six, or not at Virgil, sorry. At, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at, at Virgil. Virgil. I'm the purple one. But in his wild swinging, he doesn't quite manage to connect. And you feel the blade of the scimitar whooshing past your robes. 
the goblin in the center will raise his short bow and, angry that his companion has been slayed, fire a shot at Horus. <laughs> Unfortunately, his aim was not true. The arrow plants itself in the ground in front of you. The final goblin, uh, his last hope for his party, fires another arrow at Horus. This one, a 17, striking Horus in the arm, dealing seven points of piercing damage. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> Man, Chicago, you don't know how to dodge. Arpeggius, it is your turn to act. Alright. Am I seen by any of them right now? Or am I stealth? Because I am behind the cart. Well, there's that goblin right next to you. I can't hear him. Can you hear him? No. Damn. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> I was taking a bite. Uh, the goblins uh, are slightly raised as the road is like, it's like, you know, rolling up. So it's not like oh, a like okay. ledge or anything. But uh -huh. They saw the entire party approach. So okay. you're not stealth. Uh, but yeah, just your turn. Okay. Uh, my walking speed is 30 feet. So how far? Okay. Six squares, he said. So can I walk then fight, or do I have to fight them all? Nope, you can walk and then fight, or walk and okay. then keep um, or walk and do whatever. Yeah, you can reach this goblin and this goblin. Uh, if you move to an adjacent square of an enemy, you're granted advantage, so you get a roll to hit twice and use the higher number. So you'd be able to flank either of these goblins here. Uh, I'm gonna flank the goblin on the left. This goblin? No, the other one. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Attack him. All right, roll the hit. With my short bow. Uh, the, hmm. You're the, within five feet of an enemy. You will have disadvantage, which which would mean you just roll the hit because you have advantage and disadvantage. Or you just use a, use a dagger or something. Yeah. Yeah, do you uh, have a melee weapon? I have yeah. a dagger. It's a, it says range is 20. Right. Yeah, Daggers have the drone property. Oh, okay. You can throw yep. them. Then I'm going to use stash. a dagger. Okay, so do I click the hit DC or the damage bus? Uh, you want to roll the hit first. And you okay. have, you're flanking, so you have hit twice. So you can roll twice because you have advantage. Okay, I got a 22. All right. And then roll, roll again. Oh, uh, a 13. Okay, so you use the higher number, the 22, that hits. So now roll damage. And if you roll, if you ever roll a natural 20, like before your modifier, let me know. That's a crit. Okay. And, uh, Special shit happens. And then 1d4 uh, yep. a 6. Are you 1d4 plus 6, that's correct. Yeah, Aren't you a rogue? I think you get sneak so, attack. Yeah, you have advantage, so you get to add your sneak dice to this attack. So what? there should be an option there to, to uh, apply sneak. Yeah, so anytime you have advantage, or you attack an enemy before they've taken their turn, you get uh -huh. to add your sneak dice to that attack. 
How do how do we do that? Uh, so basically, you roll attack on the dagger. You click on the damage. Okay. And under the actions tab, if you click on attack, under other, it says sneak attack, and you add you roll that as well and add it all together. Okay. So, so it's got... an extra it's an extra two d six. Okay, so I got six on my uh, d my one d four plus four, and yep. then. So that's eight. Eleven. You roll two d six and add it. And to I that. got eleven. So seventeen. Okay. Nineteen. Eight plus eleven is nineteen. Huh? No, six plus eleven. Oh, six plus eleven. Yeah. All right. So, Arpeggius deftly sprints up and around the goblin closest to Virgil, and in one smooth motion tilts the goblin's head back and tears through his throat with a dagger. <laughs> Pushes the side of the goblin's face with his open hand as the goblin is spurting blood, diverting the spray away from Virgil and knocking the now limp corpse to the ground. You should really watch yourself. <laughs> it is now your turn to act. I will take a five foot step to the left. That's me. <laughs> to <the left>. your <laughs> towards our left. Yes. What? Towards, towards me. Okay. Because my left is this way. Oh, sorry. Right. It's I fine. Cast, I just cannot. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you on this goblin, yeah. this goblin. Yep. Okay. So roll the hit. Does a twenty-one hit? Absolutely a 21 hits. 12, 12 points of damage. So you see Virgil gesture obscurely as a bolt of bright purple energy flies at a maddening speed towards the goblin, striking him in the chest as the light envelops and flashes past his body and he is almost disintegrated by the force of the attack. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Our, uh, our interlude. Break. Uh, resuming combat with Stormfront. Uh, well, having seen blow up that goblin. Uh, I will take a five-foot step backwards away from the one in front of me. Okay, and you will invoke an attack of opportunity for moving out of melee range uh, of an enemy? Okay, that's fine. But I'm not. I'm blue. I'm blue. I'm the oh, blue guy. Oh, that's right. That's 17. <clears throat> I believe that hits. Yep. You take five damage. Ow. Uh, okay. And I will use Guiding Bolt on this bitch. Alright. One use. Cast. Oh my god. Eight. 
two plus six, baby. Ah, that's a hot roll. Uh, <laughs> so your guiding bolt seems to have guided itself to the nearby foliage as you missed terribly. <laughs> you missed uh, one five feet away from me. Would you like to use any more of your movement, sir? Uh, uh, I'll take a, another five foot back towards okay. to the back of the cart. I saw that. Excellent. Uh, uh, moving on, it is Tevin's turn once again. Can I move and have no action? No, you you can move. You move and take an action. You just and I have get six, right? Yeah, you have thirty feet of movement during your turn. You can use some of that and attack, and then use the rest. You can attack and then use it. You can use it all before you attack. Can I, meet, can I move two to my left and three up? Uh, yes, two to your left and three up. You do invoke an attacker of opportunity on this goblin here. That's a ten to okay. hit, so, so he misses his attack of opportunity. Back to your turn. Um, and I want to use a spell. I would like to use Acid Slash. Okay. So acid I rolled slash. and I rolled a four. Uh, you rolled a four on damage or to hit? Uh, on damage. Yeah, so roll. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so it's a dexterity saving throw from the goblin. Six, so he takes full damage from your acid splash, and you said you rolled a four. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, hey, battle music. So the <laughs> the goblin screams out in pain as he is splashed with acid, but he is still standing. <laughs> Am I the only thing you can hurt? I, think so. I mean, I don't like you, so whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Alright, it is now uh, the right goblin group's turn. And the middle goblin is going to move to Horus. Second goblin is going to stay put and take a shot at Stormfront with his bow. That is a 15. Just hits three points of piercing damage. And the other goblin is going to take a swing with his scimitar at Horus. He rolled a nat 1. He swings his scimitar as Horus just moves out of the way. The momentum of his swing continues carrying his sword down as he gashes his own leg for two points of damage. He had been so severely weakened by the prior blows that this is enough to cripple him to the ground as he bleeds out. <laughs> Whatever works. 
So I wanted to take um, me. I also don't know how the. I'm not sure how the. What I can do with the echo. Like, can I move it and attack and, and like with both of them? It it should say. Yeah. There's a bonus action. On your turn, you can mentally move it in any direction. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to move me. I'm actually going to, like, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take my Echo, and I'm going to punch Brandon in the back of the head. Uh, that would be... Uh, to, to do that as uh, a... Okay. To do that as a bonus action... You will need to first make an attack. You're, you need to make an attack. Okay. Move me. I'll move one, two, three next to him, yep. and then I'll just and I'll just punch him. Amazing. Okay. So making an unarmed strike on the goblin, please roll the hit. Look at that. Roll that through acid on your body, and that's what you got to do. Just hit me in the face. <laughs> hit you in the back of the head. <laughs> Fifteen. Sorry. Okay. Fifteen hits. Roll damage, please. Alright, yeah, it's 12. 12 points of damage? Yep, 8 plus 4. Alright, so... Are you Horus uppercuts the goblin, and as the light, a three-foot-tall goblin floats up into the air with his other fist, he delivers a punishing hook to the goblin's temple. As one of the goblin's eyes bulges out, Blood comes <laughs> spitting out of his mouth. He lands on the ground, lifeless and unmoving. He is slain. And now for the bonus attack on... Let's give him a light. Let's give him a light. Let's give him a light touch. Roll the hit. Roll the hit. Uh, I roll an 11. That misses. Damn. Excellent work. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> so, there's one goblin remaining, and he screams out in common, I surrender! I surrender! Please, show mercy! He throws his weapon and drops to his knees, pleading to you with his hands, Combat is over. What to do with the goblin is up to you. Uh, I say we interrogate him. I say we interrogate, interrogate him. For fucking what? <laughs> Where is money that? Perhaps they robbed other people. Perhaps they have a stash of gold. That's a good idea. If they're alone. Yeah. If we got more ambushes to yeah. worry about, can I can I intimidate intimidate him and ask him if he has any money close? Yeah, so roll intimidation, and then ask him. I have high charisma. Can I be persuasive? I'm gonna check their pockets for gold, including the living goblin. I rolled an 18 on my intimidation check. 
<laughs> uh, so you're searching the corpses of the dead goblins during the interrogation. You find one gold piece and six silver pieces. Hell yeah, more money than those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you piece of shit. Hey, <laughs> you minute. Where's the? Where are the rest of your friends? And where, where's all your t- treasure? Okay, what, what was your intimidation roll? 18. At least okay, he's yeah, making the, sense now. The goblin cowering says, No camp. No gold. Please don't hurt Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne! Roxanne! <laughs> I'd say fu- fucking worthless, and I just walk, walk away. <laughs> I wish there was a way I could notice Guthrie was thinking of fucking cold. <laughs> Does anyone else have questions for Roxon? Virgil steps forward and asks nicely. What waits us on the road ahead? Roxon does not know. Ordered to set ambush on this road. That is it. Who ordered you? Who, who ordered you? We have no quarrel uh, with you as I try to make, as Virgil makes a deception chest, deception check to lie to him. Okay, full deception. We have no quarrel with you. We just want to. I rolled a one. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to fuck you up, baby. We just want to murder you. So, you rolled a seven in total? Seven in total, but it was a natural one on deception. Uh, yeah, there's crit fails on skill checks are on this one. Oh, Not good. my games, anyway. So, uh, the goblin failed his uh, corresponding uh, check against your deception check. He believes you. You see relief enter his eyes as his nerves calm slightly and his shaking goes from uh, a violent vibrating to more <laughs> of a slow tremble. He says, oh, good news for Roxen. <laughs> who, who, who ordered you? <laughs> oh, the frightening man. Uh, Roxen does not know. His name, only, only that he is void sworn. They wanted us to capture travelers, blood sacrifice. They said. Oh fuck! Just, just like pigs. Boston. For this good news. Why? Yes, of course. Where, could we, where were you supposed to deliver the travelers to? Uh, Roxon does not know. Man came to us in dreams. Said he would know when our task was done. God damn it. I see. That makes things more difficult. 
fighting this guy, and I'm gonna kick him right in the teeth. <laughs> you hear Cord bellow from the cart. Let's hope your dick kicking is more accurate than your friend punching. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right, I need more. more. Get me killed. Any more questions for uh, Roxon? Let us do away with this goblin. <laughs> You're just good. <laughs> the kind of wizard said you will. You will let Roxon go now, yes? He's pathetic. Just let him go. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> so, uh, after apprehensively looking at the party, he goes, Roxon lives on! And starts sprinting away. Should have fucking killed that piece of shit. Should have killed that He's actually oh. like the Guys, you're detectives, so you're really gonna do one, not, like, just wanton killing? We don't, we you're, don't want to You're a detective, whatever the fuck that means. You're a junior detective. Oh. <laughs> they don't have detectives in this world. No respect for the chain of command. What are you... Uh, I should have gone to the next town over. What do they, what do they, what do they call people who investigate mysteries here? Probably investigators. Uh, in, inquisitors? Or... Inquisitors? Or, I fucking An angry mob? Murder. Your local cleric? <laughs> Mob stupid. with pitchforks? Alright. <laughs> so we did it, guys, and the only person who got enriched from it was Guthrie. <laughs> yeah, my one goal. And uh, with the threat dispatched and the roadway clear of cart, uh, <laughs> Your small convoy is free to move on down the road. And Cord says, Valiant effort, boys. Just what I'm paying you for. Unfortunately, this has set us back some time. Uh, we must travel straight through Wamford, past the originally planned inn. But not to worry, there is a small roadside inn stop, uh, a way stop, a traveler's rest, if you will. Uh, the Rampage Rooster. I know the owner personally. I we can arrange lodgings there. Good, good. Good, good. Never liked Womford anyway. Don't drink the water. Place <laughs> smells like a Womford. Why would you drink any water? The, the rivers are notoriously unclean in this section of the coast. Why do you think we have all the mulled wine? Exactly. If no. we could find some good well water, I'd fill up a skinner. A what? A water skin boy. A water skin. A receptacle for water. Oh, like a flask. Yeah. Why did you just say water? Butter. <laughs> and also much bigger than that tiny flask. Plus, we explain everything to you, man from Chicago. Uh, why did I choose? Nice. <laughs> why did I choose to do, do a job with an idiot? I thought obviously uh, for obviously for money. Who's an idiot now? <laughs> uh, Where's Cord the money now, idiot? <laughs> oh, did we did we get paid actually? <laughs> but, okay. Thirty gold. You got half up front, so y'all got thirty gold pieces up front. You'll 
get 30 gold pieces when you finish this. Always pay attention to your money, boy. And Court says, well, uh, not that uh, I, I like doing this, but to make up for the time we've lost, I suppose uh, we could work uh, my poor Betsy here a little harder. Hop on the, the back of the cart, will you? Uh, don't have much space, and the ride will be bumpy, but uh, better than walking, I'm sure. I'll sit on the top. I'll sit. I'll, sit. I'll, ju- I'll jump in. I'll jump in right in the passenger seat. Oh, you're, you're squeezing over on the the narrow carts uh, coach seat. Fuck yeah! Oh, man. Boy, he's making moves on him. I see. Court says, uh, "You insist, then." Hey, and as you're all in the car, he snaps I the reins. Judge there, Chicago. The horse, uh, <laughs> the horse uh, struggles to get the cart moving, but once it's moving and has a bit of momentum, it gets up to a speedy canter, and uh, you continue on your way. Okay. <laughs> hey, that so, Hey, that was a good com- that was a good comment about friend punching. Greg, <laughs> but I do think myself to have a sharp wit some of the time. I could tell. I agree. Now, after having defeated the goblins, you're resting up as the cart is bumping bumping along the dirt road. As the sun is starting to touch the hills in the distance. And the shadows are deepening. The cart comes over a small rise. You see a small village, less of a village and more of just several houses and uh, a larger building that is clearly in inn. Uh, there is a sign denoting the encampment as Folly's Rest. And Cord says, welcome to Folly's Rest, boys. Be staying at the rampant rooster. Fantastic. So you you pass the few the clumping of thatched houses as you enter town, uh, and he pulls the cart up in front of the rampant rooster, where uh, a boy is sitting uh, on a stool on the porch of the inn. He says, "Hello, good sirs." Uh, I can take care of your horse if you're staying in the night. Court says, excellent, my boy. uh, You all dismount the cart. The boy grabs the the horse's reins and starts leading the horse around the inn where there is a small stable. You enter the inn with Cord leading the group. Uh, you enter the large main common room. The tables of various sizes are scattered around the room. He leads you between the tables to the innkeeper who stands behind the bar. Innkeeper is a, a larger man with a short salt and pepper hair uh, with a extravagantly large mustache that droops down the sides of his mouth. Fuck uh, Uh, the barkeep looks to you and then Cord pipes up with, uh, to the innkeeper. He says, your largest private room for me and 
common beds for my companion. And, uh, put it on my tab, ego. And the uh, the bartender passes Cord a key. And uh, he turns to the rest of the party and says, uh, the common room is up the stairs uh, to your right. And it's just a larger room uh, with several beds in it laid out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Nice work out there today. I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to the bar, too. I'm going, going to the bar. I'm going to the bar. <laughs> so you all take a seat at the bar, which you were standing in front of. And uh, the bartender lets you know that uh, if any of you is interested uh, in a better room, there's three vacancies left. You'll need to pay, of course. How much? Uh, the private rooms are one GP a night. They uh, have their own door, obviously, with a locking chest to store any gear or valuables. You can see behind the bar there is a uh, wood board painted on it is uh, prices for drinks and uh, their small uh, menu of food. And being the only inn in this small way stop and the only inn within miles, uh, their prices are, well not outrageous, definitely higher than average. Uh. Oh, I'm gonna laugh at damn small town. Say the goblins paid for this one and flipped him a gold. Damn, how they private. <laughs> he slips you a key and says, uh, "Downstairs, <laughs> second door on the left." How the goblins pay Thank for it? For they didn't have patience. any money. I saw they him picking out. They didn't tell you pockets. <laughs> he picked out chains from their pockets. Why didn't, why didn't we do that? So, uh, gentlemen, uh, anything to drink? That... You must be parched after uh, your journey. I want can... your largest ale. Okay, so I don't think uh... those goblins had a lot of money. We have, uh... I don't know why you guys struggled so much. <laughs> we have uh, uh, two ales. One stout on menu. Uh, I'll I'm take a nail. You take a gallon and not a tankard, then. Yes, a gallon would be great. <laughs> hey, I know what that is. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, "Good job, idiot." <laughs> an ailman, huh? Would you like a pale or something more robust? I'd like a pale. Uh, Baldur's Gate pale. Pulls out, you know, a small gallon cask and sets it on the bar in front of you. And he says, three silver, please. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have any silver in your inventory from your starting money, because starting money is just gold, uh, it's ten copper to a silver, ten silver to a gold. Where, where is the money? Oh, it's under currency. Uh, um. So... Where is <laughs> where uh, you go to? Okay, if you go to equipment, yeah. Yep, it'll oh, tell equipment. you your currency. Currency, currency, yep. currency. So then you click on it to open it up, and you adjust your currency. Uh, where am I? Equipment. Okay. Drinks for anyone else? 
Do you guys sell it? Do you, do you guys sell whiskey? You, Vir, Virgil asks for the. Do you have a house red? Wait, how uh, much? How much was the? Three silver pieces. Three silver pieces for a gallon. So, well, how many silver pieces? Are there? Ten. Ten silver pieces is a gold. Oh, oh, I see. At the bottom, I can just. Yeah. yeah. Subtract. Three. You said three silver pieces. For a gallon. Okay. Uh, and it's. And it's. Uh... It didn't do it. <laughs> I hit. I said. I swear. Hit three and then remove. It didn't. It's not doing it. Uh, so what you're going to want to do is, because you don't have silver, you're going to want to subtract one gold and then add seven silver. Because you're going to have to pay him in a one gold and he will make change for you. Okay. I got to do it uh, cool. Virgil, the barkeep turns to you and says, uh, unfortunately, we yeah. don't have any wine in at the moment. Uh, we do have uh, six ales on offer, uh, two stouts, two pails, uh, a bitter, and a regular Balor ale. I will have the I will have the water deep pail, please. This is uh, the water deep. Uh, three silver pieces for the gallon, five copper pieces for a tankard. Which would you like, sir? Uh, copper. Oh, and he'll, he'll get a tanker. Alright, he pours you a tankard of uh, water deep ale and hands it to you. Is that anyone else? You got anything stronger than beer? That was about to be my question. Maybe like a whiskey? It's the on brand. <laughs> he says, well, uh, I do have, uh, Something. I, I have uh, some uh, a clear spirits uh, made from elven berries. Can you fill this? Oh, Jesus can you, Christ! Can you get me a? Can you get me a beer? And can you fill this flask with those elven berries? Yes. Uh, being that elven annihilator is a rarity and a quite potent and exquisite spirit, it is. For the amount of that flask, five gold pieces. Five gold? Oh my god. Well, you know what they say about Elven Annihilator. I do not. Well, uh, I'll put it this way. The average the average uh, size of a drink of Elven is uh, about a thimble's full. You call him Esau? <laughs> Sir, it is the most potent alcohol available. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How much do I owe you? I'll take what I'll take the I'll take the flask full and I'll take a and I'll take a beer. The five GP for the annihilator and I'll I'll throw the the alien for free. <laughs> this I'll guy. take a, I'll take a shot of the annihilator. A shot of the annihilator is five. Virgil said. If we are making this a, a, a thing, I will do so as well. What about you, Would, you, would, e well, <laughs> would everyone like a shot of Elven Annihilator? 
Sure. Yes, please. <laughs> you so sure that's not <laughs> subtract five silver pieces? <laughs> Are we gonna have to do con saves? <laughs> he pulls out a set of inordinately small glasses, uh, as small as you've ever seen. They they look almost like. Uh, miniature inkwells that you might use uh, traveling. And he gingerly pours uh, a small amount into each one and pushes them towards you all. This is it, huh? Alright, good work Good work out there today. Except for you, Tevin. <laughs> the road ahead. Clearly not. <laughs> Although, be, to be fair, I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I, like right. you too, I like you too, friend. I, let's, let's, I'll, shoot. I'll shoot it. Alright. <laughs> Bottoms up. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> how, how, how drunk do you get off of the Ocean Dilator? Get annihilated. Oh, okay. <laughs> I started. It's, it's a homebrew alcohol that I put in all my games. Alright, I'm gonna. I'm like, gonna... <laughs> I got a 23. Are we doing con saves? Okay. Uh, no, we're not gonna. We're not gonna use. I know Oh. Uh, if, if we were going into combat or, you know, we were in a different setting besides relaxing and in for the night, uh, it would become more. I get, I take out I take out the flask and stare at it very sadly as I drink the beer. <laughs> okay, and uh, as you settle into your drinks, uh, uh, savory smell uh, from the cooks preparing food in the kitchen greets your nose, and patrons start to wander into the bar as uh, the night begins to commence. Uh, and the bard begins to set up on a stool by the fire. Before we settle in to enjoy our evening. Wait. Don't I play an instrument? Uh, yes, you do, right? I think I do. Yeah, you, you may have Thank you. Okay, so uh, like I said, you know, the uh, patrons and travelers in the lake are started coming into the bar. There's a bar setting up by the by the heart. <laughs> uh, yes. And you, you know, you turn uh, on your bar seats Jeez. to look at the common room and see that uh, oh, uh, the bar has kind of come to life. Two, two uh, barmaids are uh, serving drinks and food. Uh, there's a female bard sitting at a stool by the fire. She's tuning her lute at the moment. She has long strawberry blonde hair and cornflower blue eyes. She's wearing a green dress with a belt of golden chain. At her hip is a dagger that is quite possibly the gaudiest and most expensive dagger you've seen. With a golden cross guard and gems set in the handle and pommel. Uh, one of the tables is full of what looks like locals and farmhands and rather dirty clothes. 
At another table, there are three dwarves drinking, one with wild red hair and a braided beard, the next with hair black as coal and a beard well-trimmed, and the third with the hair the color of straw and an unkempt beard. <laughs> another table has a mix of people as eclectic as your own, two humans, two elves, and a halfling. Finally, a man dressed in holy robes sits at the bar, speaking to a large, burly man. A tall, thin man and a halfling. Cord is sitting at an empty table where he is currently being served roasted quail with some mixed vegetables. You see him gesture to you, and one of the barmaids brings over uh, five bowls of beef stew with carrots, onions, celery, and turnips. Uh, I'm going to talk to that one today. No, no, I'm going to perform first. Okay. With the bar. So are, are, are you gonna? Yeah, you're gonna go up and just start performing without talking to her at all? Uh, no, I'm gonna talk to her first. Okay. So, so you approach her, and she turns to you, uh, now sitting upon the stool with the loot in her lap. Okay, hold on. Let me. I got. I just found my thing. Uh, hold on a second. Okay. And out. All right. All right. And then here we are. This is me. Ooh, very nice. Okay. Um, can you describe her again? Sorry. I was yeah, she's uh, she has strawberry blonde hair and blue eyes. She's wearing a green dress with a belt of golden chain. She has a uh, gaudy-looking. Um, I'm gonna coyly introduce myself. I guess. Oh, okay. ladies and man, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Oh God. Yeah, you gotta do it. This shit. <laughs> you gotta RP. It, okay, man. okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, Alessandra, nice to meet you. And you are? Arpeggius. But you can call me handsome. <laughs> Alright, handsome. Have you come to request a song? Oh, you're a singer. Indeed I am. I thought you might be a rogue when I hit the dagger on your belt. Uh, well, a lady can't go traveling these roads without some protection, can she? And it matches my usual outfit quite wonderfully, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes, it is quite fetching. Well, if you're in the mood to perform, I too am a performer. So, what do you play? Uh, do I just get to choose something? Uh, have you not chosen already? I, I don't think. Where would it say? Uh, when you pick the proficiency, it should say a proficiency with that specific. Being performance. Later. 
Uh, performance just means you're proficient in giving a performance, whether that's like a speech or singing or dancing, juggling, like whatever you choose. You roll a performance check. Okay, so if if it, I will play the lute. Okay, she says, "Huh? Uh, would you like to take the uh, the lead, and I will take the rhythm in a ballad?" Be my guest. Okay, so she she finishes tuning her lute, and uh, uh, sets it. Uh, sets in playing uh, a, a rhythmic strumming, um, and as the strumming picks up, she begins uh, singing uh, lyrics to a uh, sad but slightly more up-tempo ballad uh, in a beautiful alto voice. And she looks to you after she has, you know, uh, played the rhythm enough for you to recognize uh, the key. In the chords, uh, she looks at you to start playing. So now roll performance. Uh, performance. I got I hope I don't flip it. Oh, uh, I got an 11. Okay. <laughs> you beat the check by one. So good on you. So um, fumbling the first few chords, Damn. you fall into the song as it's a song that you, you've heard and you remember, just not too well. And she... Uh, smiles at you. Uh, you can tell she forgives your mistakes, and she begins in on the verse of the ballad. And uh, A good many of the patrons turn to uh, watch the performance. Uh, some begin swaying back and forth, even a couple taking to their feet to dance. And uh, several of the dwarves uh, toss silver pieces from their table and they clatter to the ground by your feet. Uh, I bet, uh, I'm, are we still playing or is the song in? Yeah, you're still playing the song right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tip my, uh, I kind of like tilt my head, you know, nod their way mm -hmm. as a thank you. And I like it. Playing with, I look, uh, I, <laughs> can I look up from my flask and say, hey, do you, do you do you guys think that she's going to have sex with that weird Satan-looking thing? Yes, you can. <laughs> you all have free will. You're all in the <laughs> Wait, am I? Can I hear this? Or am I probably playing? <laughs> I mean, you're facing uh, everyone in the bar, so you can, um, you know, vaguely make out what he said. <laughs> uh, I throw a dagger like right above his head. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're, uh, you're playing a lute. <laughs> you're just you're making an aimed shot while playing a lute uh, to the rafter <laughs> above his head. So I'm yeah, yeah like you... a good way is not like right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna need you to make a ranged attack with the dagger with disadvantage because it's an aimed shot. Okay. So where do I go? <laughs> gonna roll a d20 with disadvantage and you're gonna give me the lower number okay just roll a d20 so roll it twice yep roll and then give me the lower number twice the lower number yep you have to use the lower number because you have disadvantage this is a 
poor idea. Eight. Okay, you, uh, the, the dwarves especially, but the whole crowd is uh, watching with intrigue as, <laughs> while still, uh, you know, kind of finger-picking the lead of the song on the lute, you pull a dagger uh, from your waist, uh, brandish it, flip the handle side up, and catch the blade, and deftly throw it towards your companion. All the watchers on snap their heads over to see the result as it sticks into the bar stool right below Horace's groin. <laughs> the bar falls silent, and then the dwarves cheer out. <laughs> you want a taste? You can have it, sweetheart. <laughs> clap, and uh, Alessandra nods her head to you, and then starts going into a. A uh, more up-tempo, bodier call-and-response song uh, that the dwarves and several of the farmhands are taking part in uh, quite enthusiastically. She nods her head at you and gestures down to the silver pieces on the floor and then stands up off the stool and continues her singing and playing. Hey, how do you guys know who Satan is? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Satan. Have you heard of Satan? Do they have that here? <laughs> oh, they, they have devils. Like, uh, no, I, of which I am half of. <laughs> you got offended for me calling you half. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I take another sip of my flask and roll and like grab the dagger and quietly pocket it. <laughs> All right. Do I lose that dagger? Yeah, it's gone. It's, 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 it's gone unless you can retrieve it. I, I have two daggers, so I just have to get rid of one. Yeah, see, so just minus it from your inventory. They're really cheap to pick up, and we pick them up at uh, most smitties. Oh, yeah, I'm not concerned. Okay, so how do I remove it? Oh, remove. Okay. Yep. Uh, cool. Having <coughs> a fantastic time. I'm getting a little bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed and quite drunk, I would imagine, if you're drinking from the class. Oh, Vir Vir Virgil approaches the barkeep and says, I have a spellbook I must keep safe. I will, I will take a room. And he says, ah, two available. That leaves one left after you. One gold piece, please, sir. And Virgil passes him a gold piece. And he passes you a key, and he says, third door on the left, downstairs. And Virgil passes him another three silver pieces for some more ale. And he pours you another tankard and nods his head at you. And Virgil turns to quietly watch the room. And the, the evening progresses, you guys are drinking crowd is having a good time. Uh, all right. Uh, the, Alessandra finishes playing and goes up to the barkeep to collect uh, her payment as he commissioned her to play for the evening. Uh, and she goes back 
to the stool. Can, can I relax? Did we, can, did can I, did can, we pick up all the money that they, they uh, we you got did, yes. Can I, can I, can I, can I try and... Uh, four silver pieces. Four can silver I... pieces. <laughs> I give them all to her. And she says, oh, I, you keep it, I, I insist. I was paid a good fee for performing here tonight. Well, I just wanted to play. And can I... <laughs> compensation was yours. From the... Can I get up and interrupt them? Yes, you, can. <laughs> you don't have to ask. You can do it, man. You can do it. Man, you're, you're just asking for it. I get, I get, I get up. <laughs> is that what you? Is that in character? Is that in character? <laughs> Sweetheart, any t- I've taken, I've taken bigger shits than you. Excuse, excuse me, miss. Do you like? Do you know any jazz? She says, uh, uh, "Well, I, I am done." Performing for the night. What is jazz? It's like an improvisational slide, slide tune-y sort of deal. Don't mind this. They have woodwind instruments. <laughs> we think he's got some sort of brain tumor. Don't play the flute. I am sorry. Damn. Well, you were great. This this piece of shit, like mediocre, but you were great. You're amazing. Here, and I tip her three, and I tip her four silver. Why, thank you, kind sir. <laughs> look at, look at, look at Arpeggius, and I say, "Fuck you," and I walk away. The uh, Alessandra turns, and I give him, a, I give him a smirk, and uh, push my hand up behind my back and flip him off. Okay. <laughs> Alessandra turns to you and says, "If you'd excuse me, there's uh, someone who I have to see," and she. Goes across the room and sits down at the table with cord. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go walk over to cord uh, to talk about the what the events of the day. What you're just gonna you're just gonna keep following this woman? You fucking creep! You're fucking creepy! You're fucking creepy! You're being a fucking creep! Stop being fucking creepy! Uh, as you begin to walk over to their table uh, after being berated, uh, Cord gives you a stern look and kind of waves his hand at you, like shooing you away. Get the fuck off the stage! <laughs> Virgil, Virgil whispers in a voice only you can hear, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> who's the, who's the... the echo in your head, <laughs> but no one else seems to hear it. Who's the, who's the, is there anyone who's like large? Yes. Who's, who's like uh, a... There are, there are several stout dwarves. Uh, who are uh-huh. quite wide and muscular, and then uh-huh. there is uh, at the down the bar from you. There is uh, uh, a, what seems to be a local uh, sitting there who is uh, quite large. <laughs> Interesting. Who's who looks the drunkest? Are you trying to fight? Uh, I'm trying to fight somebody. Uh, person in the bar, uh, if you want to see them, would require a mirror. A mirror? Damn. <laughs> okay. 
there are the locals. Uh, there are four of them. Uh, one is quite lanky. I want like I want like a I want a drunk big guy. <laughs> God, find a drunk as big as person in the bar besides himself. All right, you see, uh, across the bar from you, sitting at one of the tables, is a farmhand who is drinking alone. He seems to be about six seven, good two hundred eighty five pounds. Uh, he has, you know, very burly arms. Uh, working the plow day in and day out. His uh-huh. uh, dirt on his arms, hands, and a smattering of it on his face, which is suntanned. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I I'll walk up to him? He's going to say, hey Shirley, hey, Shirley Temple. I, don't, I believe uh, you're looking for someone else, friend. Yeah. My name is not Shirley. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, are you one for scrapping? Uh, uh, I didn't get any food. You could order some if you were hungry. I don't have to pay for scraps. Do you, oh, do, you, do they do they do they do fighting where you people come from? Uh, fighting? Do you like some fighting? You like getting whooped? You wanna 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 put, wanna put some skin in the game? <laughs> All right. Got a <laughs> ten silver. Ten. No. I grab an, I grab another drink and walk over to watch this idiot fight. <laughs> I also grab another drink and watch this idiot fight. How much? How much? Yeah, you, you can time. get a gallon. I'll take yeah. another gallon. Is it? Yeah, I'll remove three. The gallon, the gallon is, is three silver silver pieces. Yeah, I'll remove three. Uh, to watch okay, this so... idiot fight. Yep. <laughs> no, anyone wants a gallon, remove three silver. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I smile. Remember it when I'm done with you. I smile. Tomlin. Oh, hey, Tomlin. Take this outside. You're right. Hey, Tomlin, and I put down ten silver pieces on the table and say, I didn't know we were doing poverty wages. Alright, that's technically a gold piece, so... Okay. Let's do it. I'll Man, do it. This idiot doesn't even know how to count. He says... I thought we were doing ten... Wait, I thought we were doing ten silver pieces. Five silver pieces. Oh, fucking... Please. Please, <laughs> sure. He says... Excellent. Must be pretty confident. Wager in a month's pay on this. Oh, says, that's... That's nice. Are we going, Shirley Temple, or are you gonna sit there? <laughs> Says, oh, we're going. All right, I hope let's... you like the taste of dirt. <laughs> I start. Uh, everyone I... who's watching and, and you and Tomlin start heading out of the bar. Uh, does anyone have a passive perception higher than fifteen? A yes. Passive perception. Passive perception higher than fifteen. Besides, besides, what if? Yeah, what if higher? Oh no. What if oh, I? Wait, no. If I, with the plus. No. It's it. It should say passive perception on your yeah. senses there on the left hand uh, side of your middle left. Sheet. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 15, 15. I have eighteen. <laughs> I have sixteen. Okay. Uh, Graham, you are uh, preoccupied. <laughs> okay. So where is? Well, Tevin. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> Make your way outside into the. Hey, the dipshits. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, Daniel, can you keep track of my currency? Because I keep fucking it up. No, that's that's on you, bud. It's right here, dude. <laughs> Just right. use math. Keep going. Dude, it's Just literally Subtract right there. one gold. I added platinum, <laughs> and I fucked up the entire thing. Anyway. Oopsie yeah. uh, And uh, as, as Tomlin comes out the door, he you know, takes off his shirt. <laughs> throws it, and you can see just like the, the most defined muscular. Chest. <laughs> and he uh, washes one hand through the dry, uh, sandy, you know, path outside of the of the inn, and flaps it on his hands, and dusts him off. And he hits his knuckles together, cracks his neck. Whenever you got ready. it. You got this, Chicago. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna interfere here. I'm gonna bet GM. five silver pieces against Chicago. <laughs> Alright, gentlemen. Oh, please make do... that his nickname. We're gonna do this right. You bet? Uh, I mean, you'd be betting with each other? I'd like to bet um, four silver pieces on uh, against Chicago. Thank <laughs> you, as the as the indoor swings open, Five. you hear uh, one of the dwarfs say, I'll take that action. <laughs> this is way more fun than the fight. <laughs> Role-playing is my favorite fucking part. So do I. Th- sorry, you guys ready? Can I roll initiative? Uh, uh, Stormfront was saying something. Okay. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I want a nice... Entertaining fight. <laughs> no weapons. Man to man. Okay. Ready? And I thought this guy was only good for getting arrows at him. Let's do it. All right, roll initiative. Seventeen. Eighteen. Okay, you go first. So uh, uh, Stormfront steps out of the way, and Tomlin takes a side stance, and puts up his dukes. He's southpaw. He's southpaw. Fuck! No! <laughs> He's cloaked, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna make a, a grapple action on <laughs> Okay. Uh, so you're going to make an athletics check against his uh, strength save. So roll athletics. God, I hope it's a critical one. 17. Uh, he rolled a 19. He Jesus. shoot in. <laughs> and he turns to the side and uh, shoots his arm up, you know, the arm you were reaching out leading with and grabs yeah. the back of your neck and throws you to the ground and he says, we're fighting, not wrestling. No. <laughs> he waits for you to get back I up. I cough and I spit. <laughs> I spit on the ground. To get back up on steady feet. Kind of takes Disgusting. advantage of you uh, gathering yourself and he grabs, he interlaces his fingers and raises both hands above his head. Wings down with tremendous force. Damn. That's a nat 20. 
is the max damage you could roll on oh, the dice plus uh-huh. your roll plus your damage modifier. So uh, <laughs> for his unarmed fighting, that's going to be uh, basically twelve plus a two. Oh. So, oh. You take 19 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> and he says, you can tap out whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. I stand up on incre- on like really shaky legs and say, I didn't hear no fucking bell. <laughs> he says, why would you hear a bell at this hour? <laughs> Man, I think you hear a bell. <laughs> I punch him in the face. <laughs> roll the attack. Alright. Equipment. One second. That is damage, not roll. No way. 13. Jesus. <laughs> hey! No, I do six. <laughs> I do six. I do six damage. <laughs> okay, so you uh, land a clean hook to his jaw, and uh, you know his face takes the punch like a fucking brick wall. <laughs> smiles. <laughs> Jab you didn't see coming. <laughs> your face. You managed just in time. Yes, yeah. over your head. I'm going for the fucking uppercut. Go for it. Oh no. Twelve. Come on. Twelve. You hits. got this, Chicago. <laughs> A twelve hits. I do ten damage. Me money. <laughs> Huh? I do 10. 10 damage? Yeah. And you did 6 before? Yeah. <laughs> so, as his his weight is in that jab, leaning forward, duck down, put all your force almost jumping into this uppercut. Gazelle punch! And, uh, <laughs> his, his jab was in the middle of him talking. <laughs> You know, when he was retorting at you, and you just hit his fucking buttons, his tooth chip, as he just, like, looks at you, eyes dazed, hits the dirt. Uh, Who bet against? Who's in the ground? Who's in the ground? And then, who bet on? Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. I, I, I bet yeah, I over against him, so I already took that out. Reagan raises Your winner, from Chicago. Yes, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. You want to get another round? Uh, of course I lost money on Chico. God damn it. How much did I? I'm sure you weren't smart enough to beat anyone. (laughs) The bartender bartender points to you, Horace, and goes, uh, "You all right?" He's pointing at the top of your head, and you gingerly bring a hand up to where he, you know, hammered down on you, and there's just like a it's like a second head. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, none of you guys would happen to be med- <laughs> medics, would you? I mean, yes, but what's Virgil, in it for me? Virgil steps forward and <laughs> whispers right. something, almost like a spell, and taps the other, taps the opponent with casting Spare the Dying. Oh, on Tomlin? Yeah. Spirit, okay. What is that? It makes him so they don't have to roll death saves. But he was just knocked out. <laughs> so I'm going to say it. It brings, him, it brings him back to consciousness. He gasps and sits up. <laughs> what hit me? I throw a rock. I wake. Up, I walk over and sh- and like help him up. Good, good, good. <laughs> it's like good, good play, good play, young man. My God, you almost had me. Here, you can I give him a gold piece? <laughs> really? I have a lot of money. <laughs> and uh he uh nods his head at you and goes, You're alright. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I walk back over the table with everybody and I was like, I like that guy so much better than you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna get another Elvin Elvenberry shot? Fuck it, yeah, let's do it. How much is that again? Five silver. Five silver. Done. And the bartender right. refills the small thimble like glass cups. And uh the bar now is empty Wait, and quiet as it's go ahead. Uh, we've had two thimble shots yeah, and two yeah, gallons yeah. of fucking ale yeah. each. Yeah. Uh, the, the bar is dwindling down as the last patrons leave. The bartender is wiping the bar. It is late at night, thinking of the long walk you guys have. <laughs> You're overcome with tiredness. Almost too drunk to stand. <laughs> Virgil has already laughed at Godfrey's world. I don't know about too drunk to stand. I've had one shot. Well, yeah, okay. You're good, but you were very drunk. I struggle. I, I I try and get to the. I try and get to the fucking bed before I can make any semblance of not peeing myself. Yeah. So you uh, so Ed drunk for, for getting the innkeeper's directions to your rooms. Walk into. Uh, the linen room and collapse on a pile of dirty sheets, thinking it is your bed. Perfect. Shoot a form. Yo, I'll go, I'll go pass out. Oh, I had to buy a room, didn't I? Uh, no, there's one private room remaining, and then there, uh, uh, Ford arranged uh, beds for you in the common room, which is more like a hostel style. Oh, okay. That's I'll funny. do the hostel thing. Oh, yeah. he's not doing it? Then I'll do the primary. Okay. Uh, is it that is a long rest? rest? Yeah, it's Alright, so everyone is going to bed. 
in their respective uh, sleeping arrangements. Can I attempt <laughs> to steal my dagger back from him? <laughs> you, you can. He is, he is uh, passed out, so you just, you do. Uh, I was ready to ro- roll. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Virgil casts alarm on his room. Okay. <laughs> no one's there to cast alarm on my closet. <laughs> so, uh, everyone's gone to bed. Yeah. Yep. So you sleep. You sleep like uh, rocks, but being seasoned adventurers and one. Seasoned Chicago detective toward <laughs> one of the most dramatic war battles in U.S. history. You can handle your stuff. You awake, the worse for wear, the slight headache. And uh, you go about your normal morning routine, uh, going down for breakfast, kind of waiting for Cord to get up and you know make his appearance so you guys can depart for the day. Uh, and you're having a relatively uh, peaceful breakfast. Ugh. Wine. Wine? <laughs> a barmaid brings you a cup of uh, cool spiced wine. Wasn't an option last night. Reserve <laughs> <laughs> the, mold, the mold wine for breakfast, sir. Can I get this covered by. Hey, Korg, is this covered by. Yeah, one one drink in the the standard breakfast has been arranged for you. Can I get an in, can I get can I get an Indian pale ale? Was it pale ale? They have pale ale, but no Indian. The brain. <laughs> she uh, she looks at you and then the party and kind of like shakes her head for a second and she goes uh, I'm afraid all I have left is uh, the standard Barlow Ale. You cleaned us out. I guess, I guess that'll have to do when I like <laughs> and Wait. She, uh, instead of giving you a cup of oh. wine she gives you a tinker of the ale. And I look at everyone and I ask do you, get, do you guys tip here? Tip of what? God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just sadly I, drink my beer. I have <laughs> made, made a joke, sir. We do accept uh, gratitude for certain Oh, 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 here's, here's two silver. Here's two silver. Thank you, thank you. Uh, just for context, the silver piece is close to like a 20. What? <laughs> make a gold so so like this barmaid would maybe will make a gold piece in two months. How okay, we really need to talk We're about like people. We need We're to talk about people. we need to talk about the currency that I have, because I think it's too much. Uh I think originally because you're gonna be unarmed, we were just like you wouldn't show up with any equipment, so here's this gold. Uh so I think you just need to subtract a hundred from the amount you have. I can live with that. <laughs> Who needs okay. weapons? Who needs weapons? Which you still can use. You're proficient. You have two martial weapons. Why? A sword and a maul. 
What have you, you have you seen these weapons? <laughs> You'll be able to do higher damage with them at later levels. Anyway, so you guys go on eating and you know partaking in some hair of the dog to work off uh, the drinks from the night before, and then do you have the? Do we roll our own cigarettes or do we? Have... You you can yeah if you have tobacco. That's just a flavor choice, so I'm not going to make you uh, buy it or. Keep track of it. You can, uh, okay. You can just throw that in. You can smoke a pipe or. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a pipe. Roll, roll tobacco okay. in uh, parchment if you want. I'm going to add that in my custom items. Uh, how do I add that? Manage it's equipment. down in manage equipment, yep. And then pipe. Inventory. Is there a pipe? Uh, no, you just have to write it in. Like I said, it's flavor, so it's never going to be like an item that I'm going to make you keep track of. Oh, okay. You can keep going. I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah, that's when fine. You guys I'll are just... pa packing your pipes and puffing away and enjoying your uh, your wine and your your <laughs> eggs and toast. <laughs> you hear a scream. Oh, no. From downstairs. Cool. In the private rooms. Is that cord? Yes, yeah, was a, it was a female. It was a female scream. Oh, guys, it was cord that got murdered. Guys, Mind. guys, it's a guys. guys, it's a mystery. <laughs> guys, it's, it's a fucking. This is our job. We're junior detectives. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go downstairs, but I'm gonna take my plate of. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to the actors. Guthrie is Stormfront, Brandon is Tevin, Ben is Virgil, and Dusty is Arpeggius. Shout out to Daniel, the best DM in gaming, and Charlie for the theme music. I am the drunk barfighter and show creator, Horace Delaney, played by Graham. Thanks for listening.